be boundless hi welcome everyone once again to the next episode of be boundless be boundless is the philosophy of life it's about maximizing every moment of your life and ensuring that you are the best version of yourself throughout your life uh, we talk about qualities which make you really successful in life and have a wonderful life so today we have again shant with me hi shant how are you doing good good how are you i'm awesome thank you so much awesome as usual <laughs> clearly clearly uh which is a great segue into what we're talking about today uh you know you've often said you are the happiest person you ever met uh and we've danced around it a little bit we've touched a little bit on what makes you so happy but is there a a key ingredient or a secret to that uh there are multiple key ingredients but i would actually rate authenticity as one of the biggest factors for happiness uh, authenticity what is authenticity authenticity is about being completely aware of your strengths your weaknesses your likings your dislikes so being completely aware of yourself as a person number 1 number 2 being completely comfortable with that self uh so that you don't project anything else other than yourself to the rest of the world so it's about being comfortable with oneself knowing what you are being comfortable with that self and then projecting yourself exactly the same way without it being dictated by anybody else or anybody else contributing to what you are but being completely yourself so that's authenticity uh authenticity right. is a key right. ingredient to happiness huh? so um i i, I no i mean uh that, that that makes complete sense uh i think uh someone else recently mentioned that uh you know it's tough to live life lying you know it, it is it is difficult to create a projection of yourself and then live through that projection because you know at some point you're your building lies on top of that and uh you know not that i have never lied or anything like that but uh but you know i it, i anyone who has ever told a lie knows that you know at some point you're going to get caught out so i mean it, i think that's an obvious thing but uh, it's difficult to be authentic all the time yeah so um you know so you're talking about lying once or you know for a specific instance right but they yeah, yeah. live their entire life yeah as something other than they are and projecting themselves to be different from what they are either consciously or subconsciously right uh right. so authenticity is uh, you know actually if you put it in a very simple sentence it's about uh knowing yourself being yourself and owning yourself uh now you'll find that uh, some of the happiest moments in your life happened when you are authentic uh i when i meet up with my college mates from iit or xlri the people i actually went spent five years in one case and two years in the other being completely ourselves right i mean those days you don't you you're not uh, projecting yourself you are authentic you're getting drunk together you are uh, you know you are yeah. waking up late and running to classes together whatever it is right and you've seen each other in their bare form Uh, and you're comfortable with that and so you will find that people are happiest when they meet up with your, their classmates because that's when you are the purest form of yourself 
Have you ever experienced? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still hang out with my classmates, so <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah so that's not changed. Guy, actually. <laughs> uh, but I mean, no. I, it, it makes you know. I, I was thinking about the fact that it is definitely easier. Uh, you know, it, there's less tension, there's less uh, stress because you know. Uh, recently, I've had an experience where there's a lot of people coming over and visiting the family or me, and uh, you have to sort of be on your best behavior all the time, and uh, you have to sort of present yourself in a respectable fashion. And at a point, it does get exhausting, you know, and uh, it's it's tiresome to be a certain way all the time that's not true to who or what you really are absolutely uh, and um, uh, that is i mean that's not the only thing huh? i mean so one is obviously being tiresome so in fact uh, in positive psychology uh, authenticity is considered not just a foundational ingredient to positive psychology it is a prerequisite to positive psychology so you need to be, mm. if you want to be positive in life, you have to have a positive mindset, then you need to be authentic. Uh, of course, you cannot be 100% authentic every moment of your life. But the closer you are to that, uh, the more positive you are as a person. There are many, many things that happen to you as a person when you are authentic. Yeah. Right? Many positive things. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's probably just easier to, I mean, because... I have been in a position where I think I have also presented myself in a way that I am not for a long period of time. And I think the the result of that at some point ends up being is you're not really sure, you know, what is true about yourself. Uh, it's very easy to get lost in that. And then that weighs on you. I mean, if there's, the, if there's any part of you that's, you know, human, you, the guilt or the... Uh, the uncertainty of of what your truth is is uh, I mean it's it's a heavy burden to carry. True. So I I will give you some examples of why authenticity is important not just for happiness but also for professional success. So right. there was a uh, there was a Harvard Harvard Business Review uh, article in which they have looked at CEOs who have done outstanding turnaround uh, of their businesses. And uh, this was about a CEO who was leading a German organization. And the organization was not doing very well. In fact, it had sort of flat growth. And, and they sat down and in fact, they called in a couple of consultants to figure out what is wrong. Uh, the consultants found out that creativity is low in the organization and also they found out that the CEO's personal style of operation in which he was being very directive towards his subordinates made other people clam up and they were not opening up or they were not taking charge of the situation because they were always expecting the CEO to anyway give directions. Now, this report was given to the CEO. And what he did next was what is outstanding. What he did was he called a meeting of his direct reports and the next level. And he openly shared that this was the basic problem that was 
haunting the company that his own style of operation was wrong. And then he told them that I would like all of you to, every time I am becoming too directive, to point it out to ensure that I am an improved version of myself. Please mm. help me in becoming that. And uh, he encouraged all of them to be completely honest with him from that day onwards. And the company turned around. So uh, leadership, uh, leaders who are authentic, who, are vul- who show this vulnerable side to people, uh, it's a very important aspect. Uh, and whole organization culture can be defined by authenticity. So, for example, when I was, uh, uh, I had joined Airtel, uh, we were launching a new circle in Tamil Nadu. And uh, the entire office used to sit in one large, uh, one huge hall. Okay, uh, so there were about, starting with about five, six of us, then became 10, then became 20. About 30 people would sit in that one room. Everybody sort of facing each other in a mm-hmm. table kind of a, a formation. What it created was that it created a, a place where people were always listening to what others were saying. They had to be open. There were no secrets in the organization. And the organization had an employee satisfaction score, which was at the 97th percentile worldwide. Um, later on, I, you know, I, I went to another circle. And there, the entire office structure was very different. There were, first of all, four floors. And in each floor, there were two different halves. And there was no communication between people of different, uh, different groups. Uh, worst was that mm. my boss uh, wanted to change the, my direct reports. And he was putting a lot of pressure on me to do that. I didn't want to do that. Uh, so the whole equation between me and my direct reports became very warped because I was not able to communicate very clearly to them what is expected of them, what they are thing. I knew that the moment uh, my boss had his way, I might have to sack a couple of them. Uh, and right. my satisfaction scores went down to 34 percentile. Okay, so it's about, uh, the, it's because I was not able to be free with them and honestly share with them what I felt about their career progression, etc. And they, they sensed it. So authenticity is something yeah. people sense a lot. And, uh, mm. and if you want to run a transparent organization, uh, you need to have authenticity at the core of the organization. Uh, and why is yeah. transparent organization important? Because trust is what actually makes people work together. It is not, see, I mean, you can lay down processes where A has to deliver to B and then B has to deliver to C and then C has to deliver to customer, whatever it is. But finally, it is people working with people. And for people to work well with people, you need to engender trust. And trust will not be there in a place where there is no authenticity. So right from the top, the leaders will have to actually, um, they have to role model authenticity. They have to be authentic all the time. And they have to encourage their subordinates to be honest with them, share feedbacks openly. uh, And they have to Mm. also give feedback honestly to their subordinates. This is the way that through the organization, authenticity can permeate. Yeah, no, I mean, also, uh, if that authenticity or that at least the ability to be 
you know, uh, to give constructive feedback, to to communicate with your superiors. If that's not there, then what will undoubtedly happen is the employees will get together and they'll talk about it anyway, right? A couple of them will sit down and say, this is terrible, this is bad. And then that is information you will never know. And then that grows and festers, and uh, which is obviously not great for an organization or even any kind of group. You seem to have had some experience in this, huh? You've seen some of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. I may have talked a little bit as well, but uh, yeah. but I mean, it's it, it's very clear. I mean, even you know, even if you're a teacher, if you're teaching and you're extremely controlling and not able to communicate with your students uh, with respect, with uh, some form of equality. They, then the, you're going to be that teacher that they five years from now, they're going to be like, ah, you remember that guy, how terrible he was, the things we used to do in his class. And it's easy to become that person. But uh, I guess I wonder why is it that people end up like that? Why, why do people decide to be inauthentic or, or are they even deciding that? Uh, so <laughs> very, very interesting point, right? Um, there are several le- layers to inauthenticity. Uh, there is the ability to know yourself. And some people actually don't really know themselves fully. Uh, and that uh, causes them to behave in ways which is not true to themselves. Some people have gone through life experiences which are very intense in childhood or during school or whatever, right? And then what happens is they develop defense mechanisms which curtail their full expression of themselves. Uh, So if you have had a parent who is very controlling, chances are that you will always want to project a good side of yourself, which is not really what you are, uh, or not express what you're really feeling because you're scared of your parents. And that sort of gets taken to the... uh, to the next level when you become an adult. Right. It's logically sort of, it, you know, it, it increases. Uh, yeah. So, so one is about uh, not really knowing what you are. Uh, so that's, that is a part which is far more difficult to fix actually, uh, hmm. because you have a blind spot. The second part is where you know what you are, but you are not comfortable with what you are. And hence you project yourself differently. Uh, that is relatively easier to fix, but even that is that takes a lot of doing. So, uh, see, the advantage of authenticity is that people who are authentic are very powerful, actually, in the sense um, <clears throat> they are first of all open to any kind of criticism. They have no problem with that because they they look forward to criticism because they want to know what their weaknesses are and their strengths are. They also know realize that. Everybody has blind spots and it's only others' feedback which can help them in understanding their blind spots. Uh, Because they are like that, they're also always learning, learning about themselves and they're willing to uh, go out of the way to put themselves into experiences which will tell them the extent of their powers or their strengths or their weaknesses. So they are willing to take risks. They're willing to try out things. They also believe that Every human being is unique because they know that everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. And since everybody is unique, 
there is nobody who is big better than another person everybody has is equal in some sense right uh, you cannot compare apples and oranges right each are, they are equal uh, so these are the advantages of being authentic and uh, when people try to be inauthentic because of either one of these two things that i said they suddenly become less powerful mm. have you ever had uh relationships where you felt that uh hey i mean something is not right you know i am not able to be myself yeah, yeah. and etc right yeah yeah i i think you know especially if i think back to i was going to say younger days and i was going to get laughed at but uh, uh <laughs> when i was let's say very small when i was very young i i distinctly remember having a couple of friends who you know their uh, their parents were very well off or uh, you know they were from a certain place uh, they talked a certain way and because i wasn't comfortable with myself because i was not because i thought that i had to be more like them you know it uh, it, it it created a feeling of insecurity in me mm-hmm. primarily mm-hmm. and then also on top of that it meant that there's a strange kind of power dynamic like you said that forms where you know i wanted to do the things they wanted to do even if i didn't really enjoy doing those things and uh, i mean i i think i've experienced less of that now because i'm grateful for the things i have but uh, i mean yeah i totally get the i mean it's very easy for that to happen actually the i think it's far more difficult to be exactly yourself at a younger age uh because you are constantly mm-hmm. worried what others are thinking of you and yeah you yeah. want to keep projecting yourself differently uh and as you grow older it becomes easier and easier so for me when first time when i went to iit and i didn't know i couldn't speak a single sentence in english i was mm. petrified right uh and i tried to sort of put up this front to myself that i'm actually superior to all these guys because i know my mother tongue better than all of them and i studied in my mm. mother tongue so it was a i was trying to appear to be a, having some superiority complex whereas actually it was stemming from inferiority complex when i broke that um that mental barrier and started speaking to others in my broken english and also confiding to them saying hey i studied in malayalam medium I, it's very difficult for me to speak in english then it just opened up a vista of possibilities you know i could make friends with lots more people without being scared and without being worried and and they all accepted me yeah. and, and in fact i'm sure they were happy that at my genuineness uh, people take to genuine yeah. people very easily you know but if you are uh, yeah. if you put up a false front people we all carry radars on our heads you know yeah uh, we can catch it immediately and then immediately there is a guard up from the other side as well yeah because obviously if if someone else is not giving that trust to be themselves to you then you don't necessarily want to give yourself to that person either exactly um so people i mean yeah, sorry no no uh, i was just thinking that it's uh, it's one thing to have uh, let's say in a group setting or with your friends and stuff like that and we talked a little bit about in a corporate setting why authenticity is so important um uh, but is there anything else that uh, 
that people can do to become more authentic or to inculcate those behaviors? Yeah. So, um, uh, so in a corporate setting, it is an essential um, quality to have, starting from the boss downwards. I have worked in organizations where there are people, the, the, the top leadership is completely authentic. Uh, and it is amazing to see how it permeated the entire organization. With an exception of maybe 4 or 5% of the people, everybody in the organization was honest. They uh, talk exactly what they feel. Um, they are able to go up to their bosses and tell them if they think something is not right. They accept feedback very clearly. So these all make for an organization which is very positive, very um, hardworking, uh, because people trust each other. They work seamlessly across different organizations. So yeah, it is very important to uh, to inculcate authenticity in oneself. And and as I said, just like uh, we talked about gratitude earlier uh, on ownership. Any of these you can inculcate by doing certain practices on a regular basis. Uh, in authenticity, of course, the uh, first thing is about knowing yourself, right? So how do you know yourself? You need to just sit and introspect for a long time, actually. And so introspect in terms of things that happened in your early childhood, for example. Uh, what do your parents like? What is your upbringing like? Were there times in your life where you're really scared of something? Were there times in your life where you enjoyed completely? Uh, and um, what are your biggest strengths? What are the things that you're scared of doing and you're, you wouldn't want to do ever? Uh, so going through this uh, in a nice, calm fashion uh, being on, and trying to be completely honest yourself, uh, actually, it just brings up all these emotions, etc., from your the emotional part of your brain to the analytical part of your brain. And when that happens, you are able to you you able to address the emotions in a rational fashion, uh, and that actually helps you control your emotions better. So that's one. Mm -hmm. So knowing yourself. <clears throat> the next thing is the as I said, owning yourself, right? Uh, uh, Identify instances when you were actually not really yourself uh, and identify the root cause why you were not yourself. Typically, it is because you feel shame about something. Uh, and shame stems, stems from the fear of losing connections. Uh, so <laughs> I'm now going into some deep psychological... Yeah. No, no, please go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you look at any time that you are embarrassed or ashamed, uh, it is because you're actually scared that uh, people will then start rejecting you. And uh, that fear is what drives shame. And that fear is actually what is the root cause of being inauthentic. So ask yourself what your strengths are. Ask yourself, did, I, did you play to your strengths all the time? Uh, did you open up your mind to others all, uh, in specific instances? If not, why not? And then understand that root, root cause. The next one is to, uh, own, uh, in owning yourself, is to be able to slightly take on things which you are uncomfortable doing and do them one at a time. So take on the easiest one of all the ones that you are uncomfortable about 
and start pushing them one at a time, pushing yourself to do that. Over a period of time, you will find that you are being more than more and more authentic to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the way I think you can uh, build authenticity. I mean, yeah, I mean that takes a fair bit of courage. Also, I'd say you know to to actually sit down with yourself and and say these are the things that you need to address. Um, would you? So I, I'm thinking of a particular person. You know, thinking about asking them to maybe do something like this. You know, maybe sit down with them and and say you know maybe you need to sit and introspect a little bit. But there's a part of me that does not think they're necessarily ready to do that. And obviously, you can't ask a person. to to tr- to force them or to suggest even strongly to do that so what would you say to a person who's maybe not quite there yet um you know the one very important thing is the ownership for change has to come from within oneself hmm. uh you can talk about it to a person if you are if you have the kind of relationship with that person where you can be totally transparent and know yeah. that the other person is going to take this in a positive sense um so there is a, there is a very interesting uh, tool that i learned about giving feedback it's called sbi yeah? so not the state bank of india but <laughs> it's called situation behavior <laughs> impact uh, all right so the way to give feedback the best way to give feedback without the other person taking umbrage or feeling defensive is to specifically point out a situation where you are uncomfortable with the other person's behavior uh so you need to have facts it is not about feelings you can't say hey dude you suck you know <laughs> that's not going to help right <laughs> <laughs> damn it thank <laughs> so sorry yeah you like to now yeah different way of your friend change my plan a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you can say that uh dude that time when you were doing this mm. uh this is the behavior i observed so that is sb situation and behavior and then you say mm. when i observed that this is the way i felt uh so it is the yeah. impact that that behavior has on you that is that you are giving a feedback about mm. So mm. It, then it is it you know you cannot uh uh there is no second guessing it right i mean because the way you felt so yeah. Yeah. so it is an honest feedback it is not like saying that hey i felt that everybody else didn't like you when you did that that yeah. i'm going to cut that how do you know right yeah. you know this yeah. you know i didn't like i mean i and i did not say in fact you should not say i didn't like you should say i felt uncomfortable or i felt demeaned or i felt slighted or i felt scared whatever it is right 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 that particular be specific yeah so that is a way to give feedback and if you can do that with your friend uh it will be less threatening they will not feel as defensive but make sure that mm. they trust you before you can do this otherwise it's not right. <laughs> yeah. so yeah yeah no i that's actually a very good flip of a switch in my brain <laughs> because i think uh, maybe even the way i give feedback sometimes can be more like that at least so so i think uh, first of all it is essential for a person to trust you before you can give a feedback otherwise otherwise they're going to actually double down on their behavior yeah yeah so that's number one number two is 
even when the person trusts you hugely it is still important to give feedback like this where it's very objective and uh, that is that's the way you can help the person become more authentic no i mean i think i will go ahead and use that <laughs> uh also i i i'm i'm sort of uh, thinking a little bit now in the uh, in the grander scheme you know of, you know being authentic is let's say a, a long term goal uh <clears throat> in that process there are going to be moments where uh, you know a person falters maybe or they they're not completely authentic and uh, is there a sort of a a little situational remedy that a person can tell themselves if they find that they're leading towards being inauthentic um see if it is uh, if it is a known thing that you are putting up as a false front then the person knows all the time that they are being inauthentic right uh, Mm-hmm. the problem is with the other part where you yourself don't know what your strengths and weaknesses are and hence you're trying to uh trying to project yourself differently uh, there the mm-hmm. only thing that will help and when i talked about knowing yourself one of the things that i missed out was that you need to also ask others around you whom you trust for feedback mm-hmm. and and tell them also that please give me feedback in an sbi fashion so that i don't be i, I don't become defensive <laughs> so, and that, yeah and yeah. take it as as it is without trying to defend yourself without trying to find excuses for what you are just listen mm-hmm. and then introspect so so that is yeah. the one thing that people can do uh but when when you know that you are being inauthentic and you are doing that on a purposefully because of certain whatever issue it is right either to make somebody happy or to to make sure that status quo is maintained or uh because you don't want to use connection or whatever it is right uh then mm. you are always uncomfortable and you know it right so there the, what you need to ask is sure, sure. Uh, which are the easiest the the lowest lying fruits which i can pick and then pick right. them one at a time and then do that so i i i consider myself fairly authentic but i know that at least mm. 10 15% of the time i am inauthentic Uh, and uh, that's primarily because <clears throat> i don't want to lose connections with somebody you know i don't want the relationship to be get right. hurt a little bit in this way or that way i don't want to rock the boat uh, i am by by nature i am a person who likes a uh, lot of peaceful relationship i don't like to right. stress out a relationship but sometimes you have to because then only a relationship will become actually nice Uh, including with your yeah. spouse or your children or your parents uh, if there is something which you are constantly finding that you are uncomfortable with and you're putting up with it because uh, you are actually being inauthentic you need to actually talk about it or the kind of work you do by the way uh, that's very important right if yeah. the work you do is playing to your strengths most of the time you will enjoy your work if the work you're doing does not play to your strengths most of the time then you will start hating your job so to be authentic in life is to also even given a, your financial situation you cannot find a different job right now find things to do in your current job which will play to your strengths and uh, speak to your bosses speak to your 
subordinates take on tasks which really make you feel that you're owning it nicely. Uh, you will know when you are being authentic to yourself or your strengths. And that's mm-hmm. important. Right. Right. Um, yeah, because, you know, I, I, I like I, we were saying in the beginning as well, I think if that environment is created as well, then it is easier for people to to do that just if your superiors or your colleagues or peers are encouraging you to do things that you might be comfortable with or you're good at, that'll that'll actually open you up more and you might even be willing to try to do things that maybe you're not so comfortable with. Um, I, I, I remember an instance where uh, I had a particular role uh, at a job where it was primarily just to do one thing, which was writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then at some point, you know, the, the group of people, at least, and it, uh, they were very sort of encouraging, oh, this is the type of writing that we really like from you. Then they kept giving me projects that were most associated with that. And that actually made me feel like, okay, if I can do this, maybe then I can do all those other things. It's sort of laying a foundation, building up a person slowly, especially in an organization that can, that can make a lasting impact on that person. Absolutely true, huh? So, uh, people who actually get a job which is playing to their biggest strengths are very lucky because they, <clears throat> they get a head start, which is very nice. But anyway, even if you're not, that doesn't mean you should not stay there, right? Uh, I mean, you should continue to stay there and not move to the other uh, more jobs which are more playing to your strengths. Uh, so, Who Moved My Cheese is a very interesting book to read if you want to look at how to change your life. Uh, it is a 20-page book uh, with, a, okay. with about okay. 25% of it being illustrations. So, <laughs> so it's a very easy read. My type of book. Yeah. It's a read, but it's a book which will actually make you introspect a lot. I changed the job yeah. after I read the book, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, so, yeah, so that that's, that's how it is, yeah. Okay. Well, um, so we've been here a while talking about authenticity. Any, uh, any final words to tell our listeners? So authenticity is about owning your own story, you know? So own your own story because that way you can write the ending yourself uh, instead of somebody else writing your ending for you. Uh, and I need to quote, uh, you know, this is when I quote grandly Shakespeare, right? Um, <laughs> I was trying to sort of mug it up so that I can quote as if I always read Shakespeare like back up. <laughs> but I don't yeah. the full quote. But it's a very important quote, which I, the, the first part of it is very, very powerful, actually. Uh, this above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as a night the day, thou canst not be false to any man. Basically, it says that you be true to yourself, and that is the best way to be completely true truthful about yourself to everybody else around as well. So know yourself, own yourself and be yourself. Hey, if you haven't already done so, check out the first episode of the Be Boundless podcast. And if you liked what you heard, subscribe for future updates and more episodes.